you know, look, if you went to medical school, you learned how to be a good practitioner. You know, mm -hmm. that's what you, that's what you were taught, how to be a really good practitioner, but they never taught you any financial skills. They never taught you how to be an executive. They never taught you how to be an owner. It is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zippo. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It is Dr. G. And this week we have Eric Miller. And Eric is going to tell us all about himself and what he is up to. And we are going to get down to our conversation. Well, um, my name is Eric Miller, and uh, I am, uh, I like to call myself. Uh, the a financial advocate for practice owners, and I specialize in working with um, with mostly healthcare professionals uh, that have their own private practice, and uh, really helping them with their personal finances and really getting that in order. Because I, I learned a long time ago that we're, we're we're living in a financial system right now that was not built for most people's success, and. So they really have to do things a little bit differently, I think, than when, when then what they've been taught if they really want to be able to succeed financially. So um, when I first started out uh, as a financial advisor guy, that was like 20 something years ago, I'm, I'm aging myself <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, I, I realized that, uh, that most people, especially practice owners, were very much underserved financially. They just weren't getting the kind of financial advice that I thought that they actually needed. Gotcha. And so that, that really, that really kind of opened my eyes. And, and the reason being that I think what ends up happening is that most advisors forget that for a practice owner, their biggest investment is their practice. It's their business. And I found that they were vastly underutilizing that um, for the benefit of their household. So, hmm. you know, our, we, we, we simply really try to have owners focus on how they can you know, create a more valuable business, but it has to be able to serve the needs of the household because the household in our, the way I look at it is, is like the parent company. It's like the most important thing is your household and the civilization is built upon family units and households. So that's what we address to make sure that the, the household is taken care of. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. So you have to let us know, how did you even, so 20 years ago, yeah. How did this even become a thing? Like, how did you even get interested in that? Been because that's not a common, in... uh, you know, common thing. I'm yeah. just going to help professionals to figure out, you know, they're getting uh, raked over the coals based on, yeah. you know, what they're making and they have no clue. Like, 
was there a sentinel event or was there something that uh, kind of brought you into the space? Like how did it, how did it happen? Well, I'd been like a traditional advisor, you know, for a period of time. I don't know if you had any experience or your audience has experience with, with the financial advisors, but most of them, which are well-meaning and good intention people, but they get paid on how much money you have. I mean, they get paid on how much in assets that you have. And, you know, there, there came a moment where I was like, well, I, I don't really want to do that. That's not really my goal. I want to actually improve someone's financial condition. So there, there came a time where I was like, okay, I got to move to, um, I ended up moving to Florida and we started a practice down in Florida. It was 2008. If you remember 2008. It oh was yes. Like, that was when we had a first, very tumultuous year financially. The, the very first financial <laughs> collapse. People. So we had the Most bright people. idea. Hey, let's start a financial planning firm in 2008. Oh, that's a good idea. So, and we did, and, and, you know, we decided that we wanted to work in, in a niche and, and I always wanted to work with, you know, I wanted to work with, with business owners, practice owners. I wanted to, but my first look, I, I wanted to, to work with people who gave care that I believed in, like that, that actually did things for other people and that kind of care I actually believed in. I wanted to help those kinds of people. So we started working with, you know, veterinarians and, and, you know, other types of doctors. And, and I just found out really early on, like, wow, you, you, you know, you think of like a, a doctor you got, you should have all this money and you don't, what's going on here. You know, there's, there's some problems that are underlying mm. this. So, <laughs> so we, we you said it again that, for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. Doctors weren't necessarily good with money. They were good with their practice. They were good as technicians. They were good practitioners, but they weren't very much, they weren't trained on the owner and executive functions very well. And that is one thing that we, that I kind of dug into, but they just weren't utilizing their business as they should for the benefit of their household. So that's, that's where the journey began. And it was, you know, we started working with, you know, one, one doctor and now we're, you know, over 300 and, um, and I just like working in the healthcare business and in the healthcare industry. I like working with caregivers. My mom was a caregiver. I like working with caregivers. I want to help them because I know that they're there and they're a very important part of the community. And if I can help them get their financial house in order, then I feel like I'm doing my part. How's that? No, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And so now, you know, so you see this um, pain point and yeah. you are, you're basically bridging that gap and helping sounds like some incredible amount of uh, individuals. Yeah. And in turn, as a result of that, you are now having a pretty wide impact, right? Because I mean, you know, one doctor, that's like a couple thousand people impacted and, you know, 300 doctors, you know, that times yeah. a couple thousand people. So that's a lot, that's a big impact. Okay. Um, so that's awesome. Now you uh, mentioned that you know, you also kind of looked around and you said you started to reevaluate your, your why. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and comparing it to what was the typical why in the industry is what I'm hearing from you. I don't know. The speaker tell me if I'm totally wrong about this or not, but you know, you, you said that in general, you know, in your industry, you are basically compensated based on how much your client has asset wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so, and, and then you, you, from this, you're like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't seem like a very fulfilling or impactful thing. Like, yeah, it's great. 
that this person has this much amount of assets. And yeah, I guess I could go after a bunch of people and be kind of like a shark and figure out who has, you know, tremendous amount of wealth and then try to manage it. Or I could go and see how can I make an impact beyond just, you know, that monetary reward that comes from the job. And I think that in and of itself is a huge revelation, like a huge like thing to come to because most people don't ever have that kind of epiphany, right? They, they do their job or they do their thing, but they never ever like dig, or, dig deeper and try to figure out a deeper meaning or a deeper purpose. So that was the first thing that I noticed from what you told me. And then the next thing is with that realization. So now you are not, you are no longer in the box of your colleagues, right? You're trying to step outside the box. Now, whenever we step outside the box, go against the grain, go upstream, everybody's going downstream. Whenever we do that, there is always going to be some element of either pushback or rejection or naysaying or all the things. And that those kind of negative feedback items can trigger fear within us. Yep. So I am curious to hear ah. how you, when you were about to make this move. So first of all, you, you did a gangster move. Like you did, you basically like said, I'm starting this firm. And you didn't even realize at the time that you were starting to firm that you were doing it under the most interesting circumstances circumstances that could not have been predicted, right? A crash in the market, but nobody predicts that. And so, so you, first of all, you're starting that and you're based on something that is dependent on the market being fantastic. (laughs) So, you know, so there's that. And then the next thing is you're, you're also going against the grain to satisfy or to pursue a deeper why something much more, almost something that is not unique it's not um purely capitalistic right because i mean most of the time like we're in a we're in a situation we want to make money that's like the whole point especially my industry right especially right so i'm saying industry. and yeah. so even more yeah. for you right obviously yeah. for me that's not a thing because I, uh, I didn't go into medicine to make money because you can make a whole lot more money in a lot of other things and less stress <laughs> yeah, for but, sure but but you know so you have you're in this space and this, the space is driven by capitalism, but yet you are driven now by altruism, right? Because you yeah. want to make somebody's life better. So you sure. are faced by what the heck, this ridiculous crash, right? Starting a business. So that's already nerve wracking and that's already fear riddled, right? And you're also going against the grain of the mainstream of your peers. How did you deal with that, man? Like, what did you do? Like, like anything else, you know, and I, I actually have a term for what this is called. We call it the, the, the resistance wave. And that's the thing that you encounter anytime that you decide to improve yourself, your, any kind of expansion that you try to do, of course, you're going to be met immediately with resistance, with criticism, with opposition. We just call, I call it the, the we call it the financial resistance way because it happens when people do it financially. But to your point, it happens all in life. Every time you do, you make a decision to expand. That's the way I look at it because this universe is coming at you from 180 degrees. Okay. 
every single day. It's coming at you 180 degrees, trying to beat you down. And anytime you try to do anything that's going to improve yourself, your, your advancement, your, you know, whatever that reaches in life, you're going to get hit in the mouth. Okay. And it's actually a good sign. And I had the toughest time with that when, when I was dealing with clients and myself, it's like, am I, did I make the wrong decision? Because every time I look, I got something else that's trying to push me back. And I finally realized, no, it's a sign of success. If you're not getting pushback, you're not pushing hard enough outward. Mm. And Love it. that's what I, and that's what I realized when, and I didn't know it at the time, because, you know, when I made the decision to move to Florida, you know, I, I drove down here, I sold my house, my car, you know, my dog, I got rid of everything, you know, drove down here, you know, my engine blew up, but like when I was a five mile away, I didn't know any of this stuff was happening, oh, right? Gosh. I just knew that it was just like massive pushback. Okay. Right. But as I started to, to help when I, I really started to help my clients with their personal finances, and I would say, look, we have to do this. You have to increase your necessity and you have to try to expand. And they ran into it when I was telling them to do this. And I saw the phenomenon and it was very interesting things that would always occur. Their equipment would break down, you know, in like for really weird reasons, they would get unexpected tax bills. They would get, you know, a key employee would get fought, would, would lose their, all this weird stuff that I'm seeing, like, what the hell is going on here? You know, like, and you know, it happened with me as well, as I was expanding the firm, you know, we would just get pushed back and relationships go south and, you know, but all I can say is that if you kind of stay, if you feel like you're on a righteous path, it's easy to handle that opposition. You know, if you're feeling like you're doing something that is righteous, you know, divine, virtuous, whatever the terms you want to use, if you feel mm -hmm. like you're doing something like that, it's super easy to, to go through the barrier. It's not easy. You know, if you're going to be a beast, you're going to have scars, you know, yes. and you're going to have <laughs> many, so, many scars. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I like, I like to see all these people always talk about, Hey, I've made it. I got 20 million, 30 million, you know, whatever that is. I'm, I'm glad that they have that. But what interests me more is, is all the, all the scars that people had along the way. Cause that's what I think was real to everybody. You know, like I had to go through this. I had to, I had a partnership with the, one of my partners that broke up along the way. You know, mm -hmm. I had all these things that occurred while I was trying to grow our firm and I'm still, and I'm still going through, I mean, I'm not, you know, we're not, I, I don't feel like I've made it, you know, but I know that I'm, I'm on what I think is a righteous path because I'm, I'm helping the people that I want to help. And I'm doing it in a way that I think is, is real. Is it the best system? I don't know. I just know it works. I know it's workable. I know people improve. And that's the, what's important to me to see that. And it's not just all money motivated. You know, I don't think you can operate just money motivated and be a business owner. Like I know that there's this, this concept that money, that business owners are just money motivated and you know, this, that idea, but maybe some of the big like corporate giants have that, have, unfortunately have that mindset, but most of the business owners that I've ever met will, will, will put their employees first they don't take profits out. They will sacrifice themselves for the betterment of their employees. That those are the kinds of people that I see. Maybe it's because they're healthcare, or, uh, they're in that they're healthcare uh, workers or healthcare professionals. Maybe that's why. I don't know, but, mm. but that's what's that's real to me is, is seeing that. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I noticed some great points, and I love that you have a name for that. What do you what do you call it? Resistance. Let's just let's just call it the it's a resistance wave. Like I actually, wave. 
Yeah. It's the resistance wave. It's like, and it comes at you. The best example I use is if you ever saw that movie um, with Tom Hanks when he's uh, on the island, the castaway. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, castaway. Is it castaway? Yeah, castaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's trying to get off the uh, on that little whatever raft that he built, but he kept he kept that the waves just keep on. And then he finally gets a whatever he makes up a a, a, a sail and is able mm-hmm. to get over them. That's what life is like as you as you go through you know whatever you're trying to do. You're gonna you're gonna get hit with some way. You make a decision. I'm gonna do something. Immediately you're gonna get opposition, criticism, pushback. Okay, great. You overcome that and then you get to another level. And then when you're about to hit another level, guess what? You're going to hit another wall of resistance. Okay. But it'll be, you know, you'll be able to recognize it and see it this time and, you know, overcome that. But I think you never really get to a plateau. I mean, if you're trying to get to a plateau, I think that's, you, you can't in this, in this life. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think yeah. you're just trying to, you know, you want to, you want to just keep improving so that, I mean, there's no absolutes. I mean, I don't think anybody's a perfect, you're never going to get to a perfect like vision of yourself, but you can get pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's Dr. G and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. And so that is a, that is huge because I think a lot of times when people are trying to do something like that, where you're actually, you know, going against what people are typically doing, um, it's hard, right? Because, you know, what you see is all of the success stories. Nobody really talks about the failures, how many times they had to keep getting back up, right? Nobody talks about that. Well, maybe Gary V does because he talks a lot about that stuff. But I mean, in general, people don't talk about it and you don't ever really see the ugly bits of the journey for those who have success. And so when you make a decision that's radical and you're, you know, you're going against what everybody else is doing because you have a deep belief like you did, you know, you're, it takes a lot to battle that resistant wave, to, to be like Tom Hanks and say, you know what, I'm going to try every iteration of this boat until I can get off this island. Like it takes a lot. And, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's like a transformation of the fear, the energy, like the negative energy that sometimes comes along with fear. It's like transforming that thing into positive energy that's going to propel you over the wave. 
to get you to the solution, to get you to the point where you're not going to stop going, right? Like you didn't get thwarted by your engine blowing up, right? Like you still went to Florida. I I mean, I was still, yeah. You know, what's the hardest part about it? I think, you know, it's not, it's not the people that, that, that give some of the criticism and opposition that I really don't know. I don't really care about their opinions. I think the hard part for people is, is, is it comes from people who, who you love and respect sometimes. That's where it's hard. You know, that's where you, that's where it makes you confused. That's where it makes you kind of second guess yourself is when you get it from the unexpected people. That's, that's the trick right there. And if you can overcome that and still, and still kind of stick to your guns, then you're going to make it saying, you know, F you to someone that is giving me criticism that I don't really know. I don't really care about that. I can do that all day long, you know, but it's your brother or your sister or a a mentor, someone that you thought, thought really had your best interest in mind, but you know, apparently doesn't, that's where it gets hard, you know? So that's where I, you know, it's, you have to really identify what the intentions of people are, even if they're, if you feel like they're close to you and if they're not, you know, if, if they're, if they can't match your intensity, if they can't match your purpose, if they can't match all that stuff, then they can be friends, but they can never be allies. Yes. yes. You know? Oh, can, that's beautifully put. Yeah. 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 They, they can do that. They're just never be allies, you know? And there's, there is a difference between the two for sure. Yes. Certainly. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's good. It's a great pearl. You know, I think the sooner, like you said, the sooner we realize that fact, because it's a fact. I mean, these are facts. The sooner that we realize that, the better off we are and the faster we'll get to our goal, right? Because you can easily be very derailed by that, right? Because like you said, if particularly if it's somebody who you respect, that has been providing you with professional advice or something like that for, you know, for a while for them to all of a sudden say, Oh, absolutely not. This is not the right path for you and discourage you from where you think is the right path. It really does impact you, you know, or so or even it takes worse, a strong mind. Worse, yeah. Even like from a financial perspective, you'll get, you know, someone that says, Hey, I want to go start this business. Or I want to go start this practice. And, you know, I, and, and, and then you get maybe a parent or maybe someone that they went to medical school with and like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't want to do that. You, you just, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, mm. work and, and that, and that, and then they kind of squash that dream for that person. Why not mm-hmm. let them go out there and try? Why not let them go out there and, you know, and, and make an impact. And if they fail, so what, but at least you did it, um, you know, giving it, giving it a try, as opposed to just listening to somebody like that. But that, that, you know, a lot of the stories that I've had with, with successful practice owners has been that it's been, you know, I was told by, you know, a, a, a wealthy uncle, or, you know, maybe a, a rich parent, like, you know, just don't, you don't want to take that kind of risk financially. And, you know, every time that they did, they always ended up you know, having more income, more assets and more resources because they they made a decision to do that. So look, ownership's not for everybody. I get that. It really isn't. But, uh, you know, I think it, it it is something that, um, you know, it's, it's good to try, you know, why not? I mean, but at the end of the day, we all run a business. All of us run a business. It's our household. (laughs) Yeah. Our, our house, our household is a business and most people don't think they're business owners. And I'm like, well, you know, you may not think you're a business owner, but you are. 
Yes, indeed. You have a you have a household that has income, that has expenses, that has assets. You know, yes. you, you you run a business, so get used to it. You might as well go out and do something else. I mean, you got a business right here with what you're doing. I mean, this is absolutely this, absolutely. this is cool. This is really yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a big, big fan of entrepreneurship. I have several businesses, but like, yeah, no, it is, it is definitely um, uh, something that's needed. Uh, I would say uh, it isn't for everybody, like you said, absolutely, because of some of the things that you've already mentioned, right? Because you have yeah. to do, you do have to have a mental toughness, or if you don't immediately have it, you have to be willing to go through the things that will get you there. So you have to be working on yourself. You cannot yep. rely on external forces to kind of like guide you through. You have to, you have to be the one to go get it. Right. And so, um, that does make it not for everybody, <laughs> but if, if you're that person who is a go-getter and is willing to work on yourself and is willing to, you know, do the things, take a little bit of risk, the rewards are great. The rewards are, are tremendous. I think they usually are in life when you do that. You know, that is that if you do something that's purposeful and is has risk associated with it, usually there's going to be pretty pretty good rewards for that. So you know, it's just one of those things that I think you just have to take a jump every once in a while. But I think the skill set, you know, look, if you went to medical school, you learned how to be a good practitioner. You know, mm -hmm. that's what you that's what you were taught how to be a really good practitioner, but they never taught you any financial skills. They never taught you how to be an executive. They never taught you how to be an owner. It is exactly <laughs> Zippo. So, so that's why, and that's, that's probably the, and that's where, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm a failure because I, I I'm like, no, you just never learned that. Yes, so that's exactly there's, it. But there's plenty of, of people out there and plenty of, you know, uh, knowledge out there to learn how to be a good executive and be a good owner. It's not, it's not unknown. You know, you just have to develop that skill set. And once you really dig into that, then you combine that with your, with your skills as a practitioner and you're unstoppable from that point on. Now you can build a business and build a team and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, they, again, those are skills that they never taught in, in school. And I don't know why, because. Like, well, so, so I'll tell you part of it. And, and I, I questioned that too, because I was kind of angry when I got done at medical school and everything. And I was like, why didn't we learn this? Like, why are like, why? I mean, even, even after you have completed um, your like postgraduate, like post postgraduate training. So like you do medical school and you have to do a residency in yeah. the specialty that you choose to do for your career. And even at the end of that, uh, there is not fantastic advice given even during that time of what the options are for you. So a lot of times if you train at a place and a lot of people train at places like this at an academic center, you're going to be, and it's not their fault. They're kind of grooming you to be in academics, right? So they're grooming you to be an employee mindset. Yeah. You don't get like, you don't get that business um, education, or you don't, you don't get to see yourself as, um, potentially becoming a free agent. Like the, the thought process is you will go and sign a contract and then that you'll be locked into that contract for X amount of years. And that's how you'll run your career. Like that is the, the thought process. And it's not, it's not their fault, right? Because they're focusing on making sure that you have the skills necessary to care for patients, right? And so yeah. they're and they're also in a framework that is employee based. 
It's an employee-based framework. So they're not, it, it doesn't even occur to them to teach you about how to be a steward of your finances. It doesn't occur to them to, to figure out ways in which you can creatively leverage your skills for financial benefit, right? None of that stuff is, is discussed. The options are you go, you sign a contract and you, you live your life as whatever it is that you decided to do. With $300,000 of debt right around your neck. Well, or more. Yeah. Yeah, Or more. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and people don't, and then in medical school, you know, there is a finite amount of time. I get it. Finite amount of time to basically like get you up to speed with the basis that you need in order to be able to go to residency. And so there's a lot of things that we don't get. So, but that one, I think maybe they should do at least one, one class. <laughs> at least one. They, they should have I mean, some I feel kind like, of a, yeah. Yeah, there should be something. finance, something, something. Yeah, to something, like, particularly since you're taking stress, out that kind of money, right? The stress, the stress. Yeah, the it's stress, a lot of stress. The stress of money yeah. and, and not having it and, and of debt. I mean, debt is like, I mean, it has a spiritual impact on people. Oh, yeah, it's like an right? anvil around it's, your neck. Yeah, it's the weight <laughs> it's, of obligation. I've never seen anything like it. And so I think they they really need to kind of like look at that and see, you know, where how that affects, you know, in some industries, you know, uh, it's it's amazing, like the rate of suicide that I that that I see in some of these oh, yeah. medical industries, you know, oh, yeah. dental and veterinary, like oh, you'd yes. be amazed at, at, at those two industries alone, yes, you know, and a lot really of it has to do crazy. with with uh, with money. A lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with money. So that's, that's a kind of another reason why it's just like, that's just crazy. You know, why, yeah. why would you yeah. want to be in that condition? And, and so that's another, I think another reason to do it, but yeah, to your point, I'd like to see them expand the curriculum just to include some personal finance, but well, I, and I see your point, you know, it's like, that's not their focus. Their job is to get you. Yes. They got to get you at the speed, the basics. Get the speed mm-hmm. so you can get out and you can do your thing. I, I do understand that. So I don't think it's like a nefarious reason why they're doing it. No, no, no. I, I really don't think so either. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it just, it just turns out that it, it, it is that way. And so you, but you will, so this is another thing too. Like, so you will have people who are pretty savvy. Like, so, um, I can think of two people actually that I, that I went to medical school with, um, one gentleman actually had gotten his farm D before he went to medical school. So while he was in medical school and I went to a state school, so it was not super expensive. So you could potentially, um, and I didn't, I didn't come out with very much debt. So like you could put potentially come like work or have saved or whatever. Um, and then be able to kind of diminish the amount that you owe at the end by paying as you go. So what he did was he just worked as a pharmacist and he basically like paid for medical school while he was in it. And then when he got to the clinical years, when you couldn't, you know, have, they didn't have as much time to work, he'd already, you know, made a big dent in the first two years. So it wasn't yeah. as much that he came out with. And so that is huge because that makes a difference. Now, um, the other person that I can think of, she, what she did was, so she took a year off uh, between um, second year and third year because second first and second year we do all didactic stuff with most schools there's some schools that are a little bit different but like most schools you'll do didactics for the first two years basic sciences i call it and then Mm -hmm. the second two years you're actually doing the practical stuff so you're going through the different areas of medicine and um you know seeing live patients and getting an experience with that and learning about the subjects on the job um so um we have an opportunity between the two segments 
to sometimes go and do other things. So my one colleague, what she did was she went and got her MBA to save school. Okay. And, and I saw how that really benefited her because when she got done, she did not have the same mentality as the rest of us, right? Like she did not have that um, mentality of, yes, I'm just going to go and get into a contract and et cetera, et cetera. Like her viewpoint was different because she started to see the business of medicine and she started to see how she could um, leverage not only her skills and skill set as a physician, but also, you know, from the business side, which is huge yeah. because the majority, and you know this, the majority of dentists, doctors, veterinarians, et cetera, like the majority of us who are in, um, who are like uh, grad professionals in, in healthcare, we don't think about that. All we're thinking about is how can we help our patients, right? So yeah. I'm trying to help my, if I'm a dentist, I'm trying to help my people have beautiful teeth. You know, if I'm a veterinarian, I'm trying to help my animals. If I'm a, you know, a doctor, I'm trying to help my people. You're yeah. not, th- you didn't go into it because you wanted to be able to manage the day-to-day of a business. Like you didn't go into it for that. So it's not even in your mindset, in your scope of thought. And so this is the reason why you are shocked when you go, when you get out. And you look and you're like, whoa, what do you mean I owe $300,000? Right, right? <laughs> like in college, supposedly, I mean, I don't know. I went to college a long, long time ago because I'm, I'm not that young, right? So, yeah. you know, basically like, you know, in college, I do remember, even though I didn't take out like a ton of loans because I got a scholarship, you know, I do remember them saying for the loans that I did take out, they were like, you know, this is something you have to pay back. Like they were very clear. Like they were like, this is what you're taking out. This is what you're going to have to pay back. Like they made it clear. (laughs) They did. I I, kind of feel like in med, when you go to med school, you're just super happy or dental school or veterinary school. You're just so happy to have gotten in because it's, it's not like it's an easy thing to get into. Right. In any of these, it's not super simple. Not everybody can just walk in there and do it. So you've already like done the, you've done like the challenge, you've overcome the hurdles and you've over, you've, you've, you've like rose to the challenge and you've gotten acceptance. You're the last thing in your mind is like, Oh crap, how am I going to pay for this? You know, that's not even a thought for most people. They're just super happy that they're now going to get a chance to pursue their dream. And so that is another thing that puts us in a bad spot. So we go, we're doing our thing, we're studying, we're learning our craft and we get out and then we see the first bill come and we're like, oh, snap, $300,000. Now what? Plus you've been in, yeah, plus you've been in school for second, you know, for seven years and you're like, or more. Yeah. I'm finally starting to make a little money here. Yeah. And you're thinking I'm going to buy a car or even just going to like buy a new piece of clothing because you've been suffering, like not, you know, not suffering, like hungry, but like you've been scrimping because you don't yeah, have a limited have uh, income. So now it's like, and, okay. And that's where I'm like, if you can just, if you can just live like a student for another three to four years and really learn your craft and really be productive and now, cause you can produce now. Okay. Now you're getting out there. Now you can, you know, whatever you're doing, you can, you can really be productive and just really attack like the, the, especially if you have a lot of debt, just like really attack it for like that three or four year period, then I promise you the next 15 to 20 years will be so Fantastic. much better. It'll oh, yeah. be so much better. Okay. But if you get out of school 
and you look at, you know, I have a half million dollars of debt here, and then I'm going to go buy the $600,000 home and the car, you're just going to live a leased lifestyle for the next 20 years. Okay. You'll apparently be wealthy. Okay. You'll look the part because you got enough right. income where you can buy the nice car and you can have the nice house, but you're essentially going to be a financial slave. Okay. Because you're, you're trapped. Okay. Because you have to work every single day and get up. Okay. Cause the rents do. And that's where I'm trying to like, try to get people to like, you know, especially that want to get into ownership, you know, when you come out of school, just continue to live like a student for at least another two or three years, depending on how much debt that you have right. really learn, really learn how to be a good practitioner, really good one, productive, be an asset to somebody else. Maybe you can find a, you know, another owner that's looking to exit out at some point in time, you can take over the practice. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do, but just learn to be an asset, not a liability, you know, personally. And, and I think that that'd be my best advice to people that are coming out of school with all that debt is, and it's, it's unpopular. People hate it when I tell them that, cause they're like, but no, it's real. I mean, those you know, are facts. It's, gonna, it's like, you know, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until the government forgives it. And then I'll have to pay it oh, back. Dear. And I'm oh, like, dear. Oh, dear. you know, that just gets in a whole nother. That's just a whole nother. We go down a rabbit hole on that one, but I try to, I, you know, I try to like, you know, acknowledge and, and I know that you know it's a different world than when we went to school uh when you know we didn't come out with you know it came out with tens of thousands of dollars of debt but not hundreds yeah, it's of thousands crazy of dollars hundred thousand yeah it's but nuts. um you know you, you borrowed the money yes you know pay it back yeah you know you, you borrowed it you got to pay it back I just think that your integrity is more important than than anything else in that respect and I think that you you it will you will see that um, you know, cause I heard a couple other your podcasts, you, you, you do enough right things. You're going to mm -hmm. get that back at some point. Absolutely. In time. You know, Absolutely. you're going to get it back in spades at some point in time. So if you do the right thing more often than not, then it's going to, it's going to pay you back. And, so it's, you it sounds like, be, it sounds, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you, you don't always have to be Look, I mean, I mean, life has to be a little fun too. I'm not one of these guys. that's just like, you got to save every dollar that you make and, you know, pay everything off and have nothing left over for yourself. I'm like, no, no, no. You got to, you got to celebrate your achievements at the same time, but you know, you just, you have to be more, you have to be right. 51% of the time. That's it. I don't have to be right. 10 out of 10 times. Just got to be right. Like 51% of the time. And I'm going to win, mm -hmm. you know, and financially speaking, as long as the majority of your money is going towards productive you know, productive goals, uh, and, you know, is going to create more value for yourself and, and in, in the future, you know, you can still have what you want to have. You really can, you know, uh, but just make a majority of your, of your money going towards things that are going to increase your net worth and your, and your income and your assets. There you go. No, absolutely. And so this is all kind of like money mindset psychology, right? So in listening to you, um, yeah. I'm he I'm hearing that you do a lot of that with your clients. Like you, it sounds like there's a lot of psychology also involved in in your work. Is that is that a true assessment or? It, it, yeah, it is. Just because I'm I'm constantly trying to battle their own self sabotage, right? Because we do tend to self sabotage ourselves. So you know, my job is to make sure it's very clear on what their ideal financial condition looks like. Okay. Like, like when you see a, 
a human body, you know what it should look like optimally, right? Yes, and when you're, correct. okay, so financially speaking, I know what your financial life should look like optimally. You know, you should have a household that has an abundance of income coming in from multiple sources. You should be free of all bad debt. Your assets should be protected from taxes, inflation, and lawsuits. Um, you should have, if you have a business, it should be profitable, sustainable, and transferable, and you should have time to pursue whatever life goals that you have. I dare say that that would be an optimum condition for most of us, right? Yes, I was going to say. All of those things, like you could take like one or two of them, but like all of them, wow, that's pretty phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what the, that's what it should look like. And anything that if you're not in that condition, there's, there's just a departure from where you should be. So, you know, my job is to make sure people, you know, have that, have what that end result should look like. And then all the obstacles that are going to come in their way, try to navigate those setting up like the, the systems and the habits are not hard, like setting up the right accounts and, you know, setting up the, the, all the, the things that you need to do. That's not hard at all. It's, it is when the resistance wave comes, how do you react? What do you do? Do you stop? Do you let it, you know, get the best of you or do you, you know, continue to push on? That's the job of an advisor is to make sure that you don't make dumb doctor moves. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't, right there. I don't take dumb offense to that money, because right? I know yeah. that 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 right there is also facts. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it good. comes to like finances. So totally get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's always going to be a need for your expertise. I'm telling you, there's always going to be. So you said so now you got to tell everybody how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in learning yeah, more sure. about you or hiring you. Yeah. So they can just go to uh, uh, the name of our firm is econologics.com, econologics.com. And, you know, you're probably like, wow, that's a really fancy word right there. Uh, it just means the the skills and the study of the skills and practices of the management of the household. That that whole word is it was a coined word we put together. Um, but they just go to econologics.com and we have plenty of resources and downloads and books and videos and all those kinds of things that, that will help you with, you know, your, your finances. And so I would ask you to just spell that out only because in case people are not readily accessing the, um, the show notes, at least they'll have it. Yeah. It's just spelled, uh, E C O N O. L-O-G-I-C-S, Econologics. Perfect. Dot, dot com. Perfect. Awesome. 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 Great, great, great conversation. Yeah, you know, this has been quite, um, this is a, this is a spot because like, I feel like we don't talk about this enough because honestly, as you've noticed, um, we just don't think about it. You know, we're yeah. too busy thinking about what we're doing to make an impact on those around us, you know, from our craft and not necessarily how we can be healthy, you know, financially so that we don't have the burden of the anvil or the neck, <laughs> the debt and everything. So um, definitely appreciate you, appreciate all that you and your company do, does because I feel Thank like it's, it's, it's well needed, you know? So I, I definitely hope it. that, um, you know, with the earshot of this pr- broadcast that there will be some additional people reaching out to you uh, particularly to get your assistance and your expertise. That'd be so, awesome. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we're at that point in the show where we're going to do fill in the blanks. Are yeah. you ready? 
Are you ready I'm for ready. Fill in the blanks? Yeah. Okay, I'm all right, cool. Fill in the blanks. All right, yeah. here we go. Here we go. The first yeah. one is if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will. Um, geez, what would that be? Oh, I got a good one. I would not be afraid to offend others in a righteous cause if I'm fearless. Love it. Love it. Not be afraid to offend somebody else if I feel like my cause is righteous. If I'm fearless. That's good. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. And the next one is to me, fearless freedom means. Well, in this age of censorship, I'm going to say the free, ex <laughs> the, the full expression of ideas is okay. what fearless freedom means to me. Gotcha. 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 And then last but not least, my battle cry is. The way out is the way through. The way out is the way through. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Means you awesome. have to go. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like go around. You can't avoid if you want to, if you want to get out, you got to go through something. I think. We oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the, um, that whole deep. hero's journey, the whole like entrepreneur yeah. life, like everything. We're getting deep here. <laughs> we didn't really even talk about dollars and cents, but you know what? Money is generally not like that. It does start at that mindset level first and then yes. philosophically going from, from there. But uh, no, that was very much, uh, that was fun. Uh, I don't know how long we talked for, but that was, that was very fun. So thank you very much. Yeah. No, thanks for being on the yeah. show. Yeah. You're very, you're like a, you're very alive. You're very alive. <laughs> yeah. People say that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>